it's one of the most beautiful days of the whole spring. The nicest Sunday almost anyone can remember. As we open our scene, we are settling into a forest. It's a forest in the Buckhorn Mountains. It is, uh, it is right off of Orc Run Stream and Orc Run Prairie. Uh, it would be wonderful. Our friends would love to be camping in Orc Run Prairie. The problem is the, uh, the, area, the area has really gotten uh, heavy in the knoll problem. There's a lot of knolls in this area. Uh, the, the, the street name for uh, Orc Run Stream and Orc Run Prairie is actually the, the Knoll Skull Capital, and that is because uh, a lot of people love to come out and, ho- and hunt knolls here. And, uh, you know, if you're an adventurer, you want to get some miles under your belt, yeah, fighting knolls, uh, you can find them up at Orc Run Prairie. So our friends, uh, you know, they're camping, but they, they couldn't really stay in the prairie. They're actually set back in the woods, but still, they want to be close to the prairie. And we'll come back to why in just a moment. Let's meet our three campers. <clears throat> Y'all hear anything? Uh, I just hear you breathing so loud. Listen, you, I got asthma and it. That, let, I can't help that I breathe loud. Listen, how many times have I told you to? You cannot be arguing while we are on a hunt. Well, I can't help it. It's uh, in my nature to Enid, argue with my Enid, brother. you look at me right in the eyes. All right? I yes. know you can help it. I can't. So, uh, Boot uh, breaks the fourth wall and turns and looks at the camera, kind of in, uh, in the style of, uh, you know, the 2010s uh, comedy shows on NBC. And he goes, "Hey y'all, my name's Boot. Uh, I'm a I'm a dwarven ranger. I like hunting. I like my family, and I like light beer. Uh, and you look at Boot, and Boot uh, <clears throat> Boot is ex dwarven military, so he always likes to wear uh, any chance he gets. He likes to wear his uh, his." his armor that he wore uh, back in the day. Uh, he has uh, red hair that's kind of like, like long red hair, but he keeps it tied up in a man bun. And then he has a red beard with just like a braided, a long kind of braided mustache kind of coming down. And then uh, he just sits there and he always has his, uh, he always he carries a long bow uh, that he uses to hunt with. And he does have asthma. Well, Enid doesn't care about Boots' asthma because she thinks that he milks it. Um, Enid is a dwarven barbarian, uh, the older sister to Boot. Um, she's she's pretty short and stout. She's not the type of dwarven lass to have a beard. She, she keeps it pretty clean-shaven. Um, she, too, has red hair. Um, she... She carries herself very proudly, and you'll oftentimes see her wearing a, a South Carolina t-shirt of some sort with a flag on it or a Southern Tide thing with bootcut jeans and hiking boots. That's her normal outfit. <laughs> That's very nice. 
Yes. <laughs> uh, so as the camera pans up away from Enid, it goes over and we see just the the wrinkly, wrinkliest, oldest half-orc woman. And she turns to the camera and it freezes, p- freeze frame. And you just see Ma appear next to it. Hi, my name is Gretchen McCall. Most folks around here just call me Ma as a taken. Well, I take care of almost everyone around here. Seems like none of these people can take care of themselves. And yes, these two are my dwarf babies. I found these two dwarves after a hunt went wrong, and I raised them as my own. And I take them up, and I am now their grandmother. So what I do? Well, I do a little bit of magic as a kind of... I lost my husband, and I sure did make a pact with a demon down in the hells to be able to get the power to kill all these werewolves. So I've been, uh, you know, just making my way as an old lady hunting. All right. I, I'm sorry, Ma. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it down. Yeah. Because I don't need you guys getting eaten up. We ain't going to get eaten up, Ma. You We've done know. this tons of times. Her I'm, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. I will, will hush. But I you're can't not, help that I breathe loud. You're not going to get eaten up until the time that you do get eaten up. So I don't want to hear nothing. All right. I'm sorry, Mom. And as for your asthma, slow and steady. So, slow and steady. Go ahead. I'm going to need everybody to roll me nature checks. All right. Cool, natural one. <laughs> Great start. So, so we're hearing that Ma is not much of an outdoorsman. Uh, no. That's, that's what I, mean. I, got a fif- I, got, I got a 15, but minus one, so I got a 14. All right, cool. So, uh, Boot, you were the one who uh, pushed to have a camping trip. So you were excited to, to go camping. Uh, Enid is on board. It's something you guys enjoy doing. But, Boot, you were particularly interested in coming out here to, to Buckhorn Mountain and coming out to uh, to Orc Run Prairie, especially because Orc Run Prairie is a well-known spot to see normies. Normies are, um, most people don't pay much attention to them. Uh, Boots always had a bit of an affinity for the normies. Now, the normies are, um, they are these, uh, Normies are ephemeral shapes that appear. It's often when the when the uh, in full moons. It's uh, when the sun is just right. You can see them. Uh, there's certain locations that seem to have a lot of normies. Uh, the, what happens with a normie is, uh, you know, if, if you're in the right place at the right time, and sometimes it's the right frame of mind. Sometimes you just kind of your eyes are glazed over the right way. You can see these ephemeral figures just moving across the landscape. You can look right through them, but it's just, it's almost an outline. There's a lot of talk about uh, what are the normies? Why do we sometimes see, uh, you know, uh, a, a shimmering building that's not there? Why do we, why do we see the, uh, these, these, uh, these, uh, these, these shimmering just outline figures moving around? What are they doing? The prevailing theory seems to be that the normies are some sort of a magical recording. This is a, a civilization, a civilization from hundreds or thousands of years ago uh, that somehow was captured, recorded um, in in a way that the recording plays back. 
And every now and then you can see into the past or maybe into the future. That's another idea. But those people are crazy. But the people that, that are mostly listened to are the idea that um, that normies are a civilization that used to exist and in some sort of a magical act, incident. Because magic used to be much more common than it is today. The magic in the world was so much stronger uh, centuries and especially millennia ago that uh, maybe this is maybe this is when magic started to dwindle. Maybe that that was when the turn happened. We don't we don't know, but um, but regardless of what causes the normies, they're beautiful. It's it's gorgeous to see these almost uh, angel like shapes just moving about. Uh, and they, you know they they walk through walls. Things have been built uh, that weren't there uh, maybe in their time. But um, that's almost like seeing a rainbow where it's a special treat. It's something that, that, you know, mom stops and points out to the kids, look at the normies, there they are. And sometimes the family would just stop and watch them go about their lives and these until they kind of flicker out or fade away or, or a cloud passes over the sun. Boots always loved the normies and always loved to find the normies. And Orc, uh, Orc Run Prairie is a place that we are known to see normies. It's not guaranteed, it's not always, but it is known, honestly, that Sunday is the day to see normies at Orc Run Prairie. And that's just uh, just historically. Boo, you've been out a number of times before to see the normies here. Uh, you know, you wanted to be there early and just kind of hang out in the area. That's why you braved the knolls. Otherwise, you, you'd go camp yeah. somewhere else. But um, but for you, it's worth the risk of the knolls, especially when you've got Enid and Ma with you, to be yeah. able to maybe see some normies in the prairie. <laughs> and so uh, the day you started off, you, first thing this morning, you kind of you're kind of staying in the wood line because you don't want to mark yourself in case there's anybody uh, you know looking across the prairie, but um, but you haven't seen anything so far. But you feel like today might be a good day. I'm I'm telling you, if you just wait, it's gonna be it. It is it is beautiful. It is it's like I mean I know I'm sorry I know you guys have seen normies before, but I'm telling you. This spot, I heard this spot is supposed to be like, it's supposed to be like the biggest normie sighting that, you know, it, I just hear it's amazing. Yeah, I've heard that too. Is there any beers in the cooler still? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, uh, I mean, I got up in the middle of the night and I was thirsty, but, um, there might be like one or two, I think. Fine. You have been obsessed with this normie culture ever since it's, you were young. But it's just it, they're just so cool and like they they're the machine like they're like all these automaton things. You, know, like, don't you got your head to... all wrapped up in a fantasy world. You gotta live here in the real it's, world. It's not, Ma. It's not fantasy. It's like the past. You know. It's like it's where we I came heard it's from. The future. Ain't it? Oh, don't nobody talk. knows it's the oh, future. Man. I've heard some really good prevailing theories that it's actually glimpses of the future. Yeah, well, that's insane. And if we wanted to see the future, we'd have eyes on the back of our heads. But then that would be us to see the... Okay, Ma, you're right. You're right. Whatever. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of fix... I'm gonna kind of turn away from that. I'm gonna fix my eyes back out in the horizon. Um, probably looking... Not really looking for Knowles. I'm definitely looking for Normies. But Michael, like, I'm roll me, uh, roll me a perception check. Let's see if you if you pick anything up. <sighs> Finally, someone, one of my characters has decent perception. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dirty twenty. Oh yeah. So 
much to your delight, you turn around, look through the trees, and you see a normie building. It's um, it's one story. It's got a uh, a sloped uh, sort of a ro- a roof. It's hard to see a lot of detail. Like I said, this is sort of mostly a shimmering kind of outline. Of, yeah. of, but but it's clearly a um, it's clearly a building. It's got a, a sort of like a cupola up at the front, like a, an elevated part that kind of stands up on like a tower. Almost like so you've got you've got this um, this arched roof just like you would on a normal house, and at the front of it there's this, this tower that kind of rises up a little bit. It's um it, like I said this thing is about one story. It's probably um, I don't know 200 feet by 50 feet uh, in a floor plan, something like that. And like I said, it's one story tall with this sort of a raised up uh, sort of tower at the, the front. And and um and you're just standing there, and you can see it. You can clearly see it. And then you start to see a normie sort of flickering into existence, and um, and they are they're they're just milling around outside this building, and you see people uh, normies that are rolling these circles. So it's almost like a um, it's like a normie. Uh, oh golly, it would be like it's like like a huge normie like shield. It's like, but it's ridiculous. The shield is as big as the normie, and like they're rolling these things around, and and, and then, but then uh, you know, and then and then you see other places. You see these uh little like like just floating lines that are about waist high, and and you're seeing these normies moving around, and they're interacting with these discs, uh, and that's what they are. There's these big these big discs, and you see them interacting with these big discs, and um, and holy crap, boot like. You start to see these uh, these normie like like the they're like um, they're like they're some sort of like normie machines right and they're yeah. like um, yeah they're just different sizes and shapes and and, and these normie machines are just rolling uh, toward the building uh, and, and then stopping probably stopping a hundred two hundred yards away and then normies are are being are coming out of the of, of the machines it's like these machines are rolling up and producing normies and then the normies again they're they're interacting like that you see them talking there there are little normies that are running around and playing and like boot you you You've never even heard of somebody who saw so much normie activity at one time. Like you've seen, you've seen normies pass in and out, and it's always a thrill. And sometimes, and you've seen some of those sort of normie machines uh, every now and then. But holy crap, there's probably seventy-five to, and they blink kind of in and out, but but they're they're everywhere as you look out into the field. Holy ma, shit. Ma 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 ma. I'm guessing we all see it. Yeah, yeah. Once you, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Boot, Boot sees it first, and you guys can see like his eyes widen, and then, but, but it's obvious there's oh so much God. activity. You, you guys sort of see different, different levels of the normies flipping, flipping in and out. Boot, because really loves this. He's always looking for them. He's got really pretty good search engine. He see, he's really seeing probably more than most of you guys. Go ahead, actually, um, uh, Mon Enid, roll me perception checks as well. Let's see how much you're seeing. Is oh, boots geez. like that that friend that's really good at finding four leaf clovers? That's exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got so, a ten. You got a ten. What'd you get, Ma? I rolled a nat two. A nat two. So um, my eyes are going. Boot, you're losing your mind. Enid, you see that there are normies. You're like, it, it seems like 
what people have described. Like you don't see the overwhelming no- number. You see like half of a building kind of that flickers in and out. And, and you see uh, every now and then you'll see some of this, these, uh, these shapes that, that are just kind of half shapes that you can't. And then, but every now and then you do see, uh, you see a full on normie walking or you see a, uh, a, a normie uh, lifting a, a, a clearly a normie child uh, or a tiny normie. Uh, up over their head, uh, you, you know, you see, you see, you see a couple of norm, like you'll see one normie and, and, and he seems to be, or she seems to be talking. And then, and then that one will kind of blink out and then you'll see who they seem to be talking to. And, and it's just that that's kind of the perception that Enid gets of this much less impressive than what Boot sees. And Ma, you're, you, uh, your eyes aren't what they used to be. Sorry. No. Mostly you, you know, you can kind of maybe see a flicker when the sun uh, when you when you squint, you can kind of see that maybe there's something there. You're more happy that Boot is happy, I think. <sighs> you youngin. Oh man. So, uh, Andy, what I know based on experience, like, if it is it one of those things like like a rainbow, like you can only truly appreciate it from afar. Like if you try to like you know find the end of the rainbow, it just disappears because it's kind oh, of a no. phenomenon. Or is it one of those oh, things no. that I could like run up and interact with you could the... you could run right through them and you have like that's a common thing is you'll be yeah. walking and then you'll just see a normie walking um you uh, you, you again they're like they're like recordings like they they don't know you're there they're not you know you can yell at them all. they're not gonna they're not gonna change their behavior because you're there right. you can walk directly through them and you get like a little cool chill, almost like you're walking through a, a spray of mist. You know how people have like like cold misters on hot days that you'll like mm-hmm. walk through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that? Um, that, that's kind of what it feels like. So you can walk right through them and you just kind of get this little uh, sort of a chill feeling as you walk through them. But that's it. They're completely oblivious to you. You're not you can't interact with them. But yes, you can totally walk right up to them. Uh, and my last question about the, the projections, do they make sound or is it only visual? Only visual. Only visual, okay. Yep, it's hundred percent only visual. Is it Enid's understanding that all the normies that you see are hu- human like? So there's, not- yeah, there, yes. So there has been, uh, there that's obviously something that's been discussed a lot. Um, they, they, these definitely the normies seem to be a humanoid race. Um, people uh, over the the centuries of seeing normies are pretty certain they are a human race. Um, some people argue, uh, you know, they, they say, oh no, I've seen, I've seen them on four legs. I've seen, um, you know, I've seen, I've seen them, uh, as big as, um, I, I've seen them, you know, as big as, as a horse. Um, you know, I, I, I've, like, there's a lot of, uh, things like I've seen them, um, I've seen them eight feet tall and, you know, like there's, there, there's always conflicting information, but for the most part, everyone agrees the vast majority of normie projections are humanoid, um, and, and actually they do think they are based on a human design, if not human themselves. Right. I can see why the whole future f- theory is a scary one to take up then. Oh, of course. Yeah, there's definitely, I mean, yeah, the, the whole idea of you've got this really diverse world and then and then the future is essentially homogeneous with one race that's scary yeah. stuff and you can imagine even the even the suggestion that the normies are future uh can be upsetting to people um and, and it's understandable yeah. why but that doesn't mean that some people don't think this yeah this is that's a very it's a possibility that that's what happens you know in, in, in a thousand years yeah i think it is the future i just sure. think it is because 
why can't we find any of these buildings as like you know ancient ruins and shit because, because they're ancient like, they're like you, you see that little stuff. sparkly building right there why can't we go find it right where it is and have you ever well, made a castle at the beach Duh. Yeah, when you go back to the beach the next year, is that sandcastle still there? No, because it's made okay. of sand, boss. Exactly, and we don't know what these buildings are made of. They could be made of sand. Yeah, they could be made of sand, Enid. I'm just saying, I I really do believe this is like the future, and it scares me. But you're you're not looking away because the number of Normies just continues to increase. So and they are and just I, clustering together around these discs. Um, and just standing out in the field, and the field is just filling up with normie, uh, with the normie boxes, and then with the normies sort of uh, projections there. Uh, uh, some of them are sitting, and you realize that that the disc may be some kind of a table that because because now normies are kind of sitting around them. Um, yeah. You see, a uh, about a half dozen normies appear from the side of the built of the uh, of the ephemeral building. And uh, they're normies in gowns. You see long flowing robes or gowns, sort of projections uh, um, around the normies uh, as they appear from the side of the building. And so, man, Boot, wow, you are wizards. totally into this. Man, they got like, y'all see them? Y'all see them wizards over there? Okay. And then Boot. So I, I want to like a little a little thing about Boot, and I think it's part of his infatuation with the normies. Um, Boot, when he was a little kid, uh, I, I feel like he was out like hunting. He, he was probably maybe he got his first bow and he was out and he came across a normie projection of like this, uh, this lady, uh, she had like blonde hair kind of, uh, pulled back in a ponytail and she was wearing a, a baseball cap with like a polo tucked into like black pants and she was right. holding up this cup. Um, and on the cup, uh, it had like this cardboard band around it and it just said Marianne on the cup. And she was like <laughs> holding out this cup and like, just kind of like waving this cup around. And yep. he just like, as a seven year old dwarf fell in love with this blonde girl, oh, yeah. this blonde lady, uh, who he, he thinks her name is Marianne. So yep. ever since then, he Anytime he sees Normies, and he's always looking for Marianne. And since then, he's named every single bow that he's ever received Marianne. Yeah. So and, every um, single one of his bows is called Marianne. And it makes sense why Boot would be so infatuated with Normies, because honestly, that is about that is one of the yeah. clearest Normie projections yeah. that you could ever see. It can happen. Yeah, he was just like in love. It was but, like his yeah, first so crush. It makes yeah. sense that he would be that he would love this because you know, most people, like I said, uh are somewhere around Enid's level of seeing normies, you know what I mean? Yeah. But but obviously this is a gift that Boot kind of has, is uh, for whatever reason, he can just see them better than most people. And this, uh, right at the age of seven, which is a really developmental time for Boot, um, he just had like the most clear normie experience that most people ever have in their whole life. But never, never since then has he seen anything that detailed. And now is not that detailed. I mean, he's seeing... Yeah. Basic outlines, but but that's but that's kind of it. Ana, do you see do you see that? Do you see them? Do I do I see this? Well, uh, well, hey, roll me, me another perception check, Ana. Let's uh, let's see if you see them. Uh, that's gonna be a seven. Uh, no, you do not. 
You do not see them. I don't, I don't see. I don't, I don't see what you're talking about. But, but you know my eyes ain't what they used to be. You got to describe them to me. They're like, I don't know. I, they look like, like. They're wearing like I don't know. They're they're wearing like long robe, like gown sort of things. You like think one let's of get them closer. Marianne. Maybe they could be from a monastery. So let's go. As, let's get a closer look. As you try to convince everybody to move closer, the tone of the normies seems to change. Sud- suddenly, they become more active than you've ever seen. And, and those that are sitting start to stand, and uh, and it's almost like it, it, at first it looks like a dance, like you're seeing you're seeing them wave hands, and, and the ones yeah. that are, and some of them are trying to help the other ones that who seem sort of hunched over, trying to help them up from from the table, and then they're they're yeah they're dancing and they're and they're and they're, and, and and then you can you can see it's really kind of violent. And, and you, it, um, you're wondering if they're being attacked by a spell of some sort. You know what I mean? And 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 then and then they're starting to run. Boot, I I wouldn't get too close to, because if it is like a memory or something, and it is like spells, my limited understanding of spell craft, um, like maybe there's some spell juju in them things. So you should probably come back. What like, in the name of Asmodeus are you seeing? You you I, remember I, I, how Cooter died? You you remember how no, he died, died like having a seizure, like a seizure, and he's yeah. just kind of like shaking. You know, that they're, they're kind of yeah. it looks like that. It don't look right. It, it yeah, don't look right. It's some, something's. Uh, I think it's them them people in the gowns. They probably like cast. I I'm I'm getting a closer look. I don't care. Hey, I'm. But, I'm Ma, gonna roll start, me a I'm gonna perception going check. For, uh, All please. right, I got a new die, so hopefully this will roll a little higher. Oh, I got a six plus one. So that's a seven. Now you're still largely in the dark. Yeah, you're still squinting. I um, brought my near my reading glasses, but I didn't bring my far side of glasses. Enid, roll me, uh, roll me another perception check. I gotta retire this one. This one needs to go to dice gel. Um, I got four. All right, cool. So, uh, so uh, you guys are still just kind of squinting your eyes, trying to see the um trying to see the uh trying to see the normies uh boot you are watching intently and you uh you see the uh, some of the normies start to kind of flicker out and um and and then you see some of them start to kind of uh go go to their knees and sort of collapse and things like that and as you're watching them and then you see one of them break loose boot and the and the normie is is running and you, you think this normie is running at you. That's what you think is happening. Um, but as the normie sort of uh, sprints through the um, through the, the the tables and everything, it, it sort of it sort of veers off. Up, to, not he's not running to the uh, to the building. It is running into the forest which you're standing in. But it, it veers off enough that it's going to go into the forest, probably about a hundred feet north of you uh maybe 150 feet north of you and, and you're like oh man this normie's gonna run into the woods and um as you're as he's running towards you you hear crackling uh of the uh, of the leaf litter and things and and that's weird because normies don't make sound but you hear crackling of the leaf litter and as he's getting close he's about 30 feet or so from the forest out of 
out of the forest comes out of the forest comes a normie unlike anything you've seen before. It's about uh, two and a half feet tall. It's about four, four, yeah, about four to four and a half feet long. It's uh, it's on the ground. It's got a uh, very uh, insectoid-like movement. And this thing just you hear crackles and pops, and then it goes, and then there's silence. And then you see this other normie emerge from the forest and um, and and spring at the normie running into the forest. And there is a brief struggle and the normie coming into the forest separates into two pieces uh, and, and the upper half, the torso of the normie uh, flies off to one side and the legs uh, fall to the ground. And you see um, this uh, this normie like you've never seen before move uh towards the uh towards the building um damn damn what, uh, um can i it's i i don't i don't know i just i really don't know but i'm gonna i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep looking and uh can i follow to the building i think i think boots imagination would he would try to like he gets wrapped up uh he's probably one of them kids like knows in the books and he's gonna try and follow the thing and okay. if anything try to go into the building all he's right gotta keep an eye on your younger brother look at how he lets his imagination get away from him i i know we got ma I don't feel comfortable leaving you here, but I don't. Well, feel I can handle myself. Go I, follow. I mean, uh, all right. Okay. Okay. I'm. I'm going. I'm going. Um. So Enid is going to follow Boot. Awesome. So you guys are following uh the the ant, and so uh from where it sort of came out, because it was it was like I said it was a little ways north of you as as it as the um as the as the normie thing sort of emerged from the forest and, 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 and split the, uh, the, the humanoid normie in half. And, and so now we're talking about a good 200, 250 feet or so. Um, you know, yeah, probably about a football field, a little bit shorter to, uh, to the ephemeral building. And you guys are, are sort of stalking behind this. Uh, I'm assuming boot really wants to see, uh, he's sort of moving towards the building. And the fact that this normie thing is moving to the building is all kind of pretty exciting. There's some action to kind of look at. And, uh, and you guys are, are moving in that direction. As uh, the the uh, the the normie insectoid approaches the front of the building, uh, but you see it go up these ephemeral stairs, and, and you see it, it the the little the doors to the to the building kind of shaking, and 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 then one of them gives way and opens up, and the uh, the insectoid creature enters the building and, and is gone to you. All right, so I walk up and I try to put my foot on that first step and yeah. try to yep and you're just standing in the field you've got a you've got a you've got a, a an ephemeral step kind of uh running into just your calf into my calf yeah yeah your foot's on the ground you look back at ma and you see movement behind ma not ephemeral movement you see something move behind ma um yeah. So like a, a like a danger whistle or like a he would just yell like on your back. Okay. And what's my speed? Twenty five feet of movement. So I would just start 
dashing back. You're dashing back to Ma, right? And, and I'm drawing an arrow, and then I would I would probably immediately, like, I'm just, I would make the call and just move, and I would let Enid follow. I would assume that she would follow, hearing the danger call. Yeah, when Enid, I Enid, roll me your perception check to see how quick you pick this up. Uh, 14. You are very aware that Boot is now screaming and doing a danger whistle and full-on sprinting back to Maw. That's all you see. What yeah, do you... and I'm, I'm sticking with Boot. Yeah, so you guys take off at a sprint. Uh, I want everybody to go ahead and roll me initiative. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know what we're fighting yet. I swear to God, it's one of them guys. I'm taking a new dice. 13 for boot. All right. Enid got a 19. Hell, thank God. Look, Ma's getting old, and her bones just enjoying some work the way they used to. So she's going to have to turn around, but it's going to take her a little while to stand back up and turn around. And that's why she rolled a 2. Oh, God. All right, so, um, uh, all right cool. So, uh, so Ma... As you see them uh, sprinting back towards you and you hear that danger whistle, you start to move. And now there is motion around you. Um, In fact, you see motion suddenly. It's pretty quiet, but now it's right on top of you and you're hearing uh, leaf litter cracking. And there are ants everywhere. And I mean uh, giant ants. These, like I said, these ants are about two and a half feet tall off the ground. They're about four and a half feet long, wicked black uh, pinchers uh, up, up, uh, you know, up on their head, segmented body, and they are all around you. And your first thought is that you're going to be overrun, but they don't seem to be interested in you. As they, um, as they move through the forest, they are moving past you along the edge of the forest and then about 50 uh, to 100 feet north of you, they make a left out into the prairie and disappear. That's what you see. We got some ants, and I, I don't think the, the, the normal mixture is going to be taking care of these ones. We're going to have to do something because these are big ones. Uh, I'm going to kind of start chasing them. I'm going to get closer to them, and I don't want to just instigate a fight if I don't have to. Yeah, sure. Okay. So, so I think I will. I want to get to the tree line and kind of like just stay out of like the their tree- their radar. Oh, go the ahead. Tree line where they're disappearing, or the tree line where you are. I want to kind of get closer to where they're disappearing, but. Right, cool. So you're going to use your movement to kind of move a, like away from them and north through the woods. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. All right. Perfect. Uh, so that's that's your turn. Um, Boot, you and Enid continue to dash towards uh, towards Ma. Is that correct? Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey Ma, wait up before you start. Ma. E- yeah. <laughs> e- Enid, are you just huffing and puffing? Or are you in this? I'm just I'm huffing and puffing and just shaking my head. All right, cool. Because like Ma, come on. <laughs> yeah. So as as you guys are huffing and puffing, all that you're seeing, all that you have seen so far. And and, uh, and not as clearly as Boot, but but well enough. You saw these normie insects like the one you were following appear, and you now see them picking up normie bodies. Um, and again, they're fanning out, and it's a big field, uh, the pra- uh, sort of the prairie. And so this is this is all sort of taking some time as they move 
and start to uh, gather up normies and get them onto uh, onto their backs and things right. like that. So that's right. what's going on. So that's that's the uh, that's the ant's turn. Ma, at this point, you're still using your movement, I'm assuming, to move towards where the uh, ants are disappearing. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to just get a good view of what's happening because I'm just seeing them vanish, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, you're just seeing them vanish. So they are they are turning away from you and then disappearing. And you are moving towards where they're disappearing. And as you get close to where they're disappearing, they are walking and then turning and then just disappearing. And you are moving yourself so that you're moving into line with where they're disappearing. Mm-hmm. And as you move uh, into line, right foot, left foot, all of a sudden, you can see the building that Boot was talking about. And I don't mean that you see an ephemeral outline. There is a white ass building right up there that you can see. And when you've stepped this way, the ants are not disappearing anymore. They are fanning out into the field, which is not the prairie. This is mowed, cut down, green grass. And that is what you are looking at as these ants enter into a prairie that is mowed with a white building and tables with white tablecloths splattered in blood. And you see bodies, human bodies, laying on the ground. Ain't it, Boo? <laughs> Looks like we got some work ahead of us. <laughs> So that is what you see. So, um, um, are you, are you taking an action? Um, yeah. Are there ants within? Uh, now I can see that they are hostile towards people. No, you can't because there aren't nope. any people move. No, these they're picking up corpses. Okay. And from what you can see, as you look straight out into the prairie, there are corpses laying around. These ants are picking up and gathering. Okay. Um, I'm then let me hold my action till. Uh, Enid and Boot get a little bit closer. All right, cool. So, so you are. That's where you. Or not hold my action, but yeah, I will just move up here and. Okay, cool. So you're moving up and peering and, and sort of peering in, and as you peer in, more of the building appears. It, it is a white wooden temple. the The tower on the front is uh, is, is a, a, a type of spire. Uh, there, there's a, a big cross at the top of it. Um, like you can clearly see this thing as a temple. You see the things, you, you, um, you see these, uh, machines of different colors that are just, uh, that are just stopped over at the far side of, of what was the prairie. Um, you're doing that thing where you're looking and it's mowed green grass and tables and dead bodies. And then you're doing this and it's (laughs) just, just waist high grass and boot and Enid running towards you going, Mama, like like that, and then and then you look back, and green grass and ants picking up corpses, um, and then you look back, and it's just open prairie with Boot and Enid running as hard as they can. What in the nine hells is this? Yeah. I've been seeing it all, but I ain't seen this. Yeah, and so that's what you're doing, uh, Boot and Enid. You are at this point going to be about um you're about because ma has moved north towards you you uh that has cut the distance down right because you were running sort of uh running straight to her but as she's moved north that has shortened the distance you have to run and so uh you guys are 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 about 50 feet away from ma but you are close enough at this point uh boot you can uh you 
you have a much better picture of what was moving in the forest. You see the insectoids and your mind is exploding because you see an ant-like insectoid creature and then you are putting that together with the ant-like insectoid ephemeral creature normie that you just saw and your head is exploding. It's your turn, Boot. Uh, Boot's mind is blown, but he also um, loves his ma. So he's kind of looking this and he's going wide-eyed and I think he's scared and excited uh, but he's gonna. I'm gonna use my dash action to make sure I get to Maw. All right, cool. So you run on to Maw. Um, <sighs> roll me. Um, roll me another perception check as you run. Ma. Uh, Twenty-one. Oh. I'm rolling great today, man. Oh yeah, you're crushing. Out of the corner of your eye, you see the wizards have lost. The last one is being dragged away. Uh, two more of the digger um, normie insects have burst out and four looks like uh, normie warriors are trying to square off against those, uh, those, um, those beings. I use my dash action to get to Ma. When he's running, <laughs> he'll see the wizards go down. He'd be like, oh, damn, that sucks. Guess today was their day. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, that's a yeah. very brutal thing. It's like, like, this is almost more entertainment to you because you're still yeah. like, you haven't actually processed this as anything okay. other than uh, a recording of history, uh, you know. But but the seeing the things and then seeing normie things, uh, like I, it, you're, I don't think that you could process this in the seconds it is taking you to run them all. I think you're still running under the idea that think this is wrong, and yeah. Ma is surrounded by uh, by creatures, and this is Knoll Country. I, I think those are still. Those are all fighting for places in your brain. I think you're, I think you're purely on instinct, honestly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, all right. Cool. Enid, it is your turn. Using my dash action, I'm gonna mm -hmm. keep running. Um, I need to make it up to Maul and uh, Boot. That's literally the only thing on my right, mind cool. right now. So yeah, so you, you, uh, you and Boot continue to run to Maul. Uh, at this point, the normie insects are moving back towards Maul, and they're carrying these corpses. And uh, yeah, and that's what they're doing. Ma, as the insects are, are starting to sort of, um, again, just, you don't even see this. They're, they're just gone. And you're looking through this hole and you're seeing them in the real, in the, in the real world in what we call right. the domestic plane. You're seeing them in the domestic plane. And, um, and yeah, you see them picking up the insects or picking up the, the bodies. And now they're starting to kind of head back towards you. And it is your turn. What do you want to do? I'm going to step through. All right. <laughs> hey everyone, this is Dustin Bays. I play Sphere, Bert, and Boot. I, along with my fellow cast members, Matty Fuller, who's playing Amari, Roy, and Enid, Nate Willette, who's playing Scarf, Jay Lachey, and Ma, and of course our amazing DM, Dr. Andy Rourke, want to say thank you so much for checking out our podcast. We've been working so hard on this over the past few months and are beyond excited to finally be sharing this with you. If you want, you can listen to the first three episodes right now on your favorite podcasting app. And if you're thinking to yourself, man, I would love to watch a video version of this, well, great news. We are premiering those live 
live on Facebook and YouTube. First episode's coming out August 31st. Second episode's coming out September 7th. And third episode is premiering September 14th, all at 7 p.m. Episode 4 will be released in audio and visual format September 21st. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch at at BragPod, that's B-R-A-G-P-O-D, and then find us on YouTube by searching Blue Ridge Adventures Guild. Thank you, and now back to the show. I'm gonna step through. Alright. You <laughs> finally you get up step to through. And oh. you you almost get an immediate headache and you feel that that coldness that you oh. feel when you walk through a normie. You feel that turned up to 11. It is just like this uh, goose pimple creating coldness. That It's almost like you stepped into, uh, if if you could take a swimming pool right now in early spring and stand it up and step into it, like that's what it feels like as you step through this hole. And you almost get a bit of a headache because that happens at the exact same time the entire world clicks like that. it's, It's almost like, that your perspective changes literally one degree. And all of a sudden you are standing in this, in this field of mown grass. And as you're looking around and you, and you're, and now you're, you're turning your head that this, this is infinite. It's no longer looking through a window. You are standing in the middle of it. Um, and, and again, your brain is trying to process everything and, and the building is over there. And as you turn around, the forest uh, looks pretty much the same. The stream that runs past the forest is is exactly the same, but you can't see, unless you turn all the way around, you can't see where you came from. And all of a sudden you hear an explosion off to your right. Boom! And you look over to your right and one of the normies, that's not a normie anymore. It's a man and he is holding out his hand and he has a black object in his hand that just exploded um and i've never seen magic like that before well, i mean you think he he must be trying to scare the insect which is a giant insect that's six feet out of the ground with his hard shell and carapace um you think he must be trying to scare the insect away but it did not work nothing seems to happen there um and you see the you see four human warriors trying to battle these two um, these two uh, digging burrowing insects that have erupted from the ground, and you see a uh, human woman in a white dress. You hear her screaming uh, as soon as your ears kind of get over the sound of the explosion, and then you see her clawing at the ground as she disappears into a hole uh, that is in the ground. And that is what you see. And are Boot and Enid, have they caught up? Are they? You, uh, Boot and Enid are gone. I think I'm going to try and uh, just kind of lay low and just scope everything out for now. Because I don't know if I should join, if this is a fight I want to be joining. Okay. I probably want to stay back. I don't know who's who. Just, this isn't my, I can tell this isn't my, my place to just step in here. Are you stepping back through the rift, or are you staying where you are? I'm going to stay where I am for now. Right, so that's it. So, um, so, so that's what happens. Boot and Enid, you are sprinting, and all of a sudden, Ma disappears. Like, she's Ma. gone. What the fuck? 
Boot, this is all your fault. I can't believe you made me go down in that fucking place trying to get in that fucking spiral. It's all your fault. Oh, God, it's my fault. It is. (laughs) And so you guys are hauling hauling ass towards Ma when she takes a step uh, forward and then she's gone. And so you guys uh, roll me quick. uh, Quick, both of you roll me perception checks real fast. Uh, It's going to be worst one of the night morning. 15 for boot. One for Enoch. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so uh, uh, boot, uh, at a moment after Ma disappears, you see a normie Ma. Like, be, uh, you know without a shadow of a doubt that normie is Ma. Enid, as far as you saw, Ma just blinked out of existence. Ma's in the past. It is, it is your turn. And uh, you, uh, you've got about 10, 15 feet, we'll say, until, um, until you uh, arrive where Maul was standing, uh, if you keep running. And, and that is that's going to be half of your movement. Uh, I mean, I'm going to take my, uh, I'm going to go, Maul's in the past. And then I'm going to take that half <laughs> movement and get up to the, um, get up to where I just saw Maul at. Yeah. When you get there, a couple of things happen at once. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, and a giant ant emerges right on top of you with a dead human body on its back. Uh, it does not attack you. Uh, it just essentially brushes you out of the way as it heads into the forest with the dead body. Well. And, and and so that happens. And as soon as that is passed, as you raise your head, you see Ma hunkered down in a mowed green grass field. You see white tablecloths on tables spattered with blood. You see ants with corpses uh, either on their backs or that they're just dragging across the grass towards you and Ma. Uh, you see a white building that you immediately recognize as the ephemeral building you just walked up to, but it is real and tangible. Um, as you uh, move your head around, uh, you sort of see your eyes run down the side of the building and you see beautiful stained glass uh, windows in this white building. And then all of a sudden you just see ephemeral uh, white building and you see ephemeral warriors fighting ephemeral, uh, two ephemeral insects. Yep, you're doing, you're doing exactly what Ma was doing. The whole, <laughs> lean to the left, lean to the right, lean to the left, lean to the right, yep. Yeah. And I still, I still have my action, right? Yeah, yeah, you still, uh, so you use, you'll use half your movement. You have half your movement right. and your action. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. All right, hey Ma, I'm coming up there. And no, I'm going to step through. Ma. And then I'm going to step through and, like, creep up to where Amal is. So so you step through, and uh, the feeling you've experienced a million – or well, thousands of times before in yeah. all your normie uh, sightings and, 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 uh, and searches, when you walk through a normie, you get the cold sensation. Uh, you get this times a thousand goose pimples, like a slap in the face. And the next thing you know – you are in the middle of a field with uh, mown grass, and you see exactly what Ma saw before, and that's going to be your uh, your turn. Oh wait, actually, I'll give you this. Uh, roll me, uh, roll me another perception check now that you've stepped through. 
yeah, is this is this what I think? Like, I know this is a player. Does Boot is Boot having this epiphany? Uh, man, they keep getting worse. They're going down. Thirteen. All right. So, um, you step through and you see that Ma is looking off to the right, and you follow her gaze, uh, just in time to see a um to see a a the uh the real version of the ephemeral digger insect that you saw belch acid onto one of the fighters and you hear his screams uh, as he as he essentially melts to the ground Jeez. and that's what you say and Enid, it's your turn so i'm gonna how much movement do i have uh, so, so you were essentially, let's say you're the same place as, as Boot. So a half a movement to get to uh, where you just saw Boot doing his, 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 you know, his wave. Yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah. I'm so gonna, half a movement to get there. I'm going to use the rest of my movement to get up there. And I'm going to be like, Boot, what are you doing? Where'd you go? Boot, what's happening? Mom's gone. Boot's gone. What am I going to do? I'm real confused. Yeah. Oh yeah. Boot yeah, Boot disappears right as you get to him. That that's what? What? What happened? I'm freaking out. I'm having a panic attack. I don't understand. It was supposed to be a fine Sunday where we just hang out, watch some Norman projections, maybe kill some gnolls. I don't know what's going on. Uh. As you get to the spot, you turn around, and your immediate reaction is, oh, there's Boot. <laughs> and, and he's right there in front of you as you turn back around. Oh, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Hey, shh. I'm so that tarnation are you doing in there? Give her the silent look that direction. I, I, I look. Nothing there. It's just prairie, and it's just yeah. It's just prairie. Uh, and like nothing. And then I, I give her the, I give her the C. <laughs> Should we be documenting this experience in some form? I feel like this is historically. I got. And, and right at this point, um, three more ants like seem to magically appear on top of you, ain't it? Like all of a sudden, they're ants carrying corpses, and they just, they just, they just, they're just there, and they don't seem to—they're not attacking you, but they like you are right up against uh, this space, and they just appear inches from your uh from your waist and, and abdomen and 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 kind of the uh, one of the arms of the dead of this dead human that you've never seen before just kind of pushes you as the ant drags it past uh and and, and now you're reeling from three to four ants uh just pushing past you what the fuck <laughs> I, I think i think we're in the past I think we've gone back in time. That would but, make sense. Ants were bigger in the past. That, that don't make any sense. If they were in the past, why are they right here behind me? I why just, did I just get touched in the face by by a, a dead human? Amy, I think you might have had it backwards this whole time. 
We was in the future. No, I think uh, we're both wrong. I think this is the present. It's just what? like... This ain't no gift. Like, this ain't one no time, present. I remember in school, we was learning about like the different planes, and I wasn't paying attention because I was trying to flirt with some guy, and I was passing notes. But I, it's coming back to me where we was learning about, like, you know, alternate planes and stuff, and I, I was getting real bored. But I think that might be what it, what, what this is. It's that's not definitely not. That's not it, ain't it? That's 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 just as dumb as it being the future. It's clearly the past. Oh, don't don't start yapping at her. I've seen some other planes, and uh, uh Ma's gonna kind of do the thousand yard stare off into the distance for a second, remembering when she made her deal in hell. <laughs> and, oh, right. How long? Well, how long do we wait? <laughs> how long do we so, wait? Andrew, you haven't you haven't stepped through yet, correct? Knowing that Boot and Ma are in this area, she will be hesitant, but she is going to step in and join them because she she is real uncertain about the situation, but as soon as she's with everyone that she came with, she will feel more comfortable. Okay. So um so so you while you're hesitating the uh, the ants continue to drag corpses past you, and like I said, we're we're up at a dozen ants at this point that have dragged corpses uh, past you and in and into the forest. They're they're doing their ants marching in a line thing, and so they are bringing the uh, the corpses past in a line, heading into the forest. This and you crazy. step through. You have the frigid, uh, goose pimply experience that uh, that Boot and Ma had. And you uh, emerge into the plane, and uh, she sees the building, the white building. She sees it as a a a a a, um, a, uh, a place of worship. She uh, she sees the bodies. The ants are continuing to just kind of walk right past her, and then uh, they just they seem to disappear now as they go past you. They they disappear, and um and and, and as she's looking around, the the front door to the building flies open, and she hears. The door swing open and bang against the wall. And this woman uh, emerges uh, just looking panicked. She's got a high uh, ponytail. She has a clipboard in her hand. She is running on the most ridiculous boots you have ever seen. They are tiny and they have these little, uh, like little, uh, like the smallest table legs you've ever seen right under her heels. And so she's awkward. I mean, this is clearly the worst shoes you could wear in a battle and uh and she's got this black thing on the side of her face and it's got a little like leg that comes around in front of her mouth and so she's got that thing and she is she is running as uh as fast as she can out of the um out of the chapel and she is headed towards the machines that you see that are uh lined up in rows uh on the on the opposite side of the uh of what was the prairie and is now the lawn. Do we uh, help these people? I, I don't think. I think it's one of those things where you just don't interfere with natural selection. I don't know so if this is our place. But, uh, but, but, but I am freaked out. But I'm ready to kill some ants if anybody else wants to kill some I ants. I just, I, I guess I just don't I, understand. Like, because, I mean, they're... <clears throat> This is happening in the normie world, but I, 
I mean, did you guys see those ants coming back to to Orc Run? Like I I saw them I saw them on in Orc Run in Orc Run Prairie when I was running up here. Like yeah. this could become a problem for us. We might not just be dealing with gnolls no more out here. You know, like I'm just I'm so confused. I don't know what's going on. Well, I want to know why they're collecting dead bodies. I mean, I'm just guessing they're hungry. But yeah, right, saying that they'd want to eat. Yeah. Right then, um, for the first time in your life, Bootenied, you hear this. Uh, this as close as you can, as close as you can place it, is thunder. It, you hear an explosion, <laughs> unlike anything you have heard before. And so you both look off, Maul. You've heard this sound before. You see uh, the four warriors. One of them is now fallen, and uh, and yeah, one of them has fallen under a spray of acid that only Ma saw happen. And um, one another one of the warriors is holding uh, this uh, this this. It, it may it looks like maybe a small. It's a small wand, but he's not holding it the right way. But he, he's got this 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 thing in his hand uh, that that it seems to be where the the thunder came from. Uh, the uh, the the two insects. Uh, that that were um, that that have risen up, both seem unaffected by the thunder that uh, that just occurred. Across the lawn, you see the woman with the terrible shoes uh, trying to get to one of her. Um, she tries to get to one of the machines when an ant, like the others emerges from between some of the machines and grabs the woman, removing her head quickly from her body. Oh, well, uh, that's what you get for wearing dumb shoes. Dumb shoes. She would have got to that machine by the time she needed to if she was wearing sensible shoes. I'm just Uh, saying. That's why I I just at a young age, I always walk out in sensible shoes so you don't get in gun gap. I ain't gonna get gap by no amp. That's right. I don't want to so, see either of you getting gun gap by any ants. So, we know. so should we, should we go check on those those warriors? I don't, I don't should know because I don't. To them? If this is the past, I don't feel like we should interfere. If this is the present, it ain't the past. Well, I still don't know if we should interfere. You know, this ain't. If it's not our world, do we? But I just. No, Boots got a good point here. Look, the, the, the ant that removed the woman's head has left her body and is moving out from the uh, machines and across the lawn towards the uh, towards the white um, uh, chapel. Does it look like they're going towards the warriors? I it's got, headed, I, headed in that direction, kind of. Uh, either. Again, it's either it's either going into the into the building. Or it is headed over to the building to skirt around it to the warriors. Here's where I'm at. Either that or where I'm at. Either we, either we stay and we help, or we go because I I can't. Now this when it was just when it was just projections, you know I don't care. But now I'm looking at real people, and I don't know if I can just sit by. So if we're gonna let you know, natural selection, do its thing, then I think we should go. But if we're going to stay, I think we need to help. How, what do you feel? You care about 
I mean, this this is something you've cared about your whole life, and now we're in it. Now we're living it. I think you should make the call. Boot the call. Well, here's where I'm at as your grandmother. Yeah, Ma. We, I raised the, I raised you two, and I raised myself to protect innocence. Am I right? And these people right. over here, they don't seem like, you know, this is something that they've. Oh, this was a massacre. They were taken out. Right. And maybe, I don't know. I don't think I would feel right letting that ant get to them. The ant, uh, the, uh, the ant continues across the, uh, the lawn towards the building. Uh, and as you guys look, the warrior with the cylinder uh, in his hand and another cylinder on his back and the uh, wand that you can now see uh, is it has a tube connecting it to the thing in his hand uh, st- is spraying green uh, gas across the face of one of the two uh, insects and it is uh, reeling and trying to withdraw back into the ground and so that's what's happening right now. I think we underestimated these guys, but um, I think we should help. Uh, I agree. I think we should help. All right, let's let's go. And you I'm hear a uh, you hear a crack, and the uh, the third warrior has done an eldritch blast, which you immediately Ma does them all the time. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, and blows the head off of one of these insects, and it, it just dies where where it was. And so that is something that, that you guys have seen. That feels like home. That was kind of sexy, and now I'm very intrigued. So I'm going. I'm going, and I'm going to help them because, because, because I, I, just, I just have a feeling. That's the right thing to do. All right, code or die on three. One, two, three, code or die. Code or die. Code or die. die. A second ant emerges from the front door. uh, It looks very similar to the ephemeral ant you pursued across the field not long ago. And now we have an ant moving across the lawn towards uh, towards the white building. We have another ant that is emerging from the front door of the building and it seems to be uh moving towards the noise that it just heard mccall clan time to roll out roll out you know the drill (laughs) so the so the three of you move uh to cut off the angle is that true Mm -hmm. yeah how far away are they from us right now so uh, again uh it was where you guys were when you uh, started uh running but um, but you are farther you are farther north than when you were trying to run to where uh, Ma was. Uh, you can you can definitely take the angle and cut them off before they get to the corner of the building to round uh, b- and come out behind the uh, the fighters who um, who just uh, who just concluded their combat. I have um, I have a hundred and fifty foot range on my longbow mm. so whatever i need to do i want to move to try and get in that yeah range. if you if you take your movement of 25 feet then you will be uh you will be at the long end of your range uh for the uh, for both of the ants as they kind of as they kind of move towards the building 
and move around sure. the side. The one uh, that's, that's that came out of the front door is moving around the side will be the easier target. Um, it's highlighted against the white background. It's uh, it is a little bit closer to you uh, just because of, of how the building is situated. So yeah, but but you but but both of them the uh, the one coming from the parking lot, the one coming uh, from the front door of the church. Your call. Um. <clears throat> So if, if Boot is acting first, then he is gonna. Well, let's um, take... let's keep the initiative that we had before. Okay, that's uh, what, that, that was my that's what I was wondering. And and so yeah, if, if unless people have a problem with that, we're just gonna keep our initiative no. rolling on. That, so it's gonna be um, oh, it's gonna be actually it's gonna be Enid and then Boot and then Ma, uh, and yeah. uh, <laughs> as your initiative order, and the um, the ant crossing the parking lot is uh, an eleven. Uh, for initiative and the uh, oh no and the um and the other um the other uh ant is a natural 20 however it is not paying attention to you it does not see you it is moving uh across the um it is moving across the space fixated on the noise from the adventurers fighting so what we're going to say is in this round you guys do have surprise but thereafter, uh, the order is going to be Ant from the church, Enid, Boot, Ant from the parking lot, and then Ma. My apologies to Enid for uh, swapping the initiative order earlier. Oh, mind. it's fine. <laughs> it kind of made more sense because Boot was seeing more than me. Yeah, I, I, I think like that, doing... mechanically that was easier. I think that's, But it wasn't a conscious choice, just so you know. All right. <laughs> uh, enough metagame chatter. Ant moving from the front door towards the corner. The uh, other ant crossing the um, the the lawn, coming from the parking lot, and uh, and probably about thirty feet or so behind the first ant. Enid, it is your play. You uh, you see all of this. Well, there's not really much I can do until I'm right up in their face with their nasty little mandibles. So. I am just going to use my movement to dash. All right, sweet. So uh, you're running towards. Um, you're gonna. Are you trying to take the angle on the one coming from the parking lot, or the one that's closer to the adventurers coming out of the church? Um, I'm probably gonna try to cut off the one at the church because it's closer to them. Totally. I'm gonna right, try cool. to get there first. And, and and again, yeah, you've got a shorter. You've got a shorter distance than you had before because. Said so you're farther north now, and then also you're running to the corner of the church as opposed to the to the center of it, and so yeah, so you so you get uh you run and you're you're about 75 feet away from the corner that the ant is going to, uh, right. when you end your dash. Yep. All right. All right. Uh, boot. It is your turn. So I'm gonna take my movement, get into range, like we just talked about a little bit ago, and I'm taking a shot at. Uh, the one at the church, because you said that was the easiest target. All right, cool. Hit. So you're going to use your 25 feet of movement and then longbow action at the one. All right, cool. So uh, you will have advantage on this because this is a surprise round. Cool. Ah, uh, 21 to hit. So, so yeah, so you, uh, you cleanly spear this ant uh, as it moves along in your arrow. Arch, it's one of those long bow shots where it's not a direct shot. This is the one where you really put some arc on it, sort of you know, calculate wind yeah. velocity, things like that. And and this thing just comes right uh, arcing down on the ant. Roll me, uh, roll me some damage. Uh, 
That's going to be a seven damage. All right, cool. So, um, so yep, sure enough, this thing is a beautiful shot. It, it actually goes right in between two of the body segments, between the abdomen and sort of the lower thorax, and just thumps into place. The, uh, the ant suddenly just stops what it's doing, and you see its black head jerk towards you, and its little mandibles just click, 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 uh, uh, up in front of its, uh, in front of its face. I and wink at it and it is do the turn. same thing with my lips. How far is Maul from the parking lot, Ant? Say what? How far is Maul from the parking lot, Ant? So Maul would be the parking lot, Ant, probably 120 feet, something like that. 120 feet? Okay. Um, Then I'm going to actually, that's perfect. I'm going to try and hit it with an Eldritch Blast. All right, long range Eldritch Blast, but but Ma's got a lot of experience here. Oh yeah, All and right. Ma's, Ma's feeling inspired. She's not gonna let this this new human person that showing off Eldritch Blasts when I can show off much stronger Eldritch Blasts. Yeah, Ma did it. All right, that's a twelve plus plus three. No, right, plus cool. five. It's eighteen. Wait. Seventeen. Yeah, I'm bad. No, absolutely. So uh, seventeen. The, the Ma with with uh, with slow, relaxed movements, brought on by decades of experience in battles, raises her hand and good old Eldritch Blast pops from her palm and flies towards the ant. Roll me some damage. All right, let me roll this one because it's easier to get out. Well, that's gonna be a thirteen. I rolled a full ten. Wow, outstanding! And Ma. Just blasts this ant full on side thorax and 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 head and just smacks this uh this ant with a truly impressive um blast. Like honestly, I have to say, boot. Like you were really proud of yourself with your uh with your longbow shot, and Ma just hammered this other ant. Uh, and suddenly you don't feel like the, your shot was as impressive as it was a minute ago. I'm bring my hand to my mouth and just do a. I still got it. <laughs> One of, your your uh, your your denture tusk kind of jiggles as you blow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, so we are back to the top of the order. The ant with the arrow still sticking out of its. Uh, out of its back is going to turn and scuttle directly towards uh, towards Boot, who has fired at it, and that is is actually going to use its uh, movement coming to engage with Boot. So it is still going to end its turn, probably about twenty five feet from you, Boot. But that will be right. the um, that will be the the movement of the uh, of the first ant. So does that mean that ant is closer to me now? It is, yes. It used it, so it's about twenty-five feet from you, uh, from All you right. and. So, so actually, I, no, take that back because you dashed. You're yeah. actually probably within about yeah. You're probably within about fifteen feet of it. All right. So, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna close the gap, and uh, I brought my great axe with me this time because I bring my great axe hunting. Yeah. because uh, it's a Who little bit more a little great axe hunting. Right. Right. So um, it's a little bit more heavy duty, and uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna run up on it. 
I'm a I'm gonna just make this really loud battle call and I'm just gonna try to chop off this ant's head. So. I wanna hear Enid's battle call. Ah! <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> So that is going to be a 17 to hit. That definitely hits. Right. And I'm going to... That will be a... Or eight damage. Wow. And okay, then cool. um, I will do a second attack as well. So that is a 16 to hit. That hits also. And that, uh, I rolled a 12, so 12 plus 4, that is 16. So you take this ant's head off cleanly. Just, like, honestly, with the skill that the other ant took the uh, woman fleeing to her car's head off with. So, yep, you, um, you, you, uh, two quick chops, chop, chop. And the and the head just separates from the body, and the ant's uh, bell, uh, belly just falls to the ground, and then the rest of its exoskeleton hits the dirt. Andy, would you say a bunch of hemolymph goes all over the place? Yeah, yeah there's there's hemolymph pours out of uh, it pours out it pours out with like in like it looks like Campbell's soup. Like uh, if you're uh, if you're old school nerd like me, you remember the original Clash of the Titans movie when. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Perseus kills Medusa, the claymation mm-hmm. Medusa, and like the thick, uh, just ridiculously thick blood <laughs> pours out. I was scarred by that when I was a kid. That's, uh, it's like that, except it's yellow instead of red. So that is it. Enid, a uh, big smile on your face because you just uh, decapitated this ant, and it is ant number two's turn. Ant and number Andy. two sees, um, sees what is, uh, what is happening, and uh, tries to turn and change his angle to head back towards the opening that it came through, that you guys also came through. So it is now sort of mostly bearing towards you, but a bit back behind you. Uh, going back, you can tell the way that it came, and it is going to use its action to move that way. And so it's uh, still going to be about 50, 60 feet away from you guys, uh, moving uh, moving past you as uh, as it tries to get back to the opening where it came from and andy it actually only took uh 10 damage i added i don't add a modifier to eldritch blast like i did okay so uh all right cool so instead so 10 instead of 12 on the last round correct perfect so it's still moving pretty well um but but after one blast of eldritch blast it has decided it would like to uh especially watching the other uh the other ant lose its head fairly quickly uh it would like to go home is what it's decided and it is moving rapidly that way. All right. Uh, Ma, it's your turn. I think you might have right. skipped me, Andy. Did I? Golly. I'm, all right. I promise to do better. All right. It's okay. So, um, so all of that happened. It's not Ma's turn. It is Boot's turn. My fault. Now, I, I, I kept my mouth shut because you put the ant in better range for me. So <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to just shoot at that ant. Oh, right, yeah. It's very the good. So, so when my mistake benefits you guys, I my my tendency is going to be to let it go. Uh, <laughs> when it hurts you guys, I will try to fix it. And that's going to be a natural 20. All right, cool. Go ahead and roll me some damage on this thing. So the way that we're doing nat 20s, I don't yeah. know if I, if, if I don't know if we've had nat 20s in combat before. I don't uh, think we have this, yet. 
Yeah, I don't think we have. So so just so everybody knows, the way that I like nat 20s, I like crits, I feel like a nat 20 should always lead to something good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I do is let's say that you have a, a 1d8 damage and you, and you crit, you get a nat 20. What I am going to do is have you roll your d8 for regular damage, and then we are going to add eight points of damage to it. So wow. if you roll, if you're rolling a one d six, you just just straight up roll it the way you would, and we're going to add six more points to it. Okay. Uh, if you're rolling a twelve, uh, roll your damage. We're going to add twelve to it. But that way, you get one full dice worth of extra damage for your crit. So that's how okay. I play uh, crits, and that's the plan for this campaign. All right, uh, damage mm, two. Uh, so that's going to be two plus the d eight plus my normal modifier. So that's going to be uh, 12 total damage. So 12, so 12 points of damage. So, uh, so yeah, so you, you put this arrow, uh, right through the ants, uh, head as it tries to, uh, scamper by you and it's strange insect, uh, reflexes sort of continue to keep it going. But, um, but it, it is stumbling, staggering, uh, try, definitely trying to move past you guys. Yeah. And now it is Ma's turn. All right. I think Ma's going to aim one last Eldritch Blast and try and just take the Xan out before it can get away. All right, and that is going to be a 12. All right, that actually hits. Yeah, you got it. It does? Awesome. Yep. All right, and now for damage, I got a 2. That is enough to do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is what you needed to uh, to get the job done. With an arrow through its head, uh, <laughs> Meemaw, tell me what this looks like realizing the damage was a two. Um, I think I, I almost missed with my shot, but it was enough to kind of hit the tip of the arrow and just drive it that much further yeah. into the skull of the ant. That was exactly what it needed. It was like, and, but you act like you meant to do it, so it was almost like a trick shot. That's right. Like, yeah. Man, Ma's so cool. No, man. I've had okay. a lot of experiences. That I shot both had. them ants and didn't kill a single one. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little frustrated right now. Hey, boo. We need someone who's going to take out chips so someone else can come in and finish it off. You got your place. That's. I just feel like that's always me. Maybe we use bigger are, arrows. We are out of combat now. Bigger arrows. Ma, why are you so smart? How are you so smart? I just when, when you're as old as Ma, you learn some things. Ma, you don't look a day over two hundred. Oh. <laughs> right. As you guys glance around, uh, you don't see the. Uh, you see one dead. Um, uh, one, one of the dead burrowing insects, the one that the warlock blew the head off of, is just sticking straight up out of the ground, uh, clearly dead, uh, with its little insect legs just like frozen in place. Uh, and then, and you do not see the uh, the human uh, fighters anymore. All right, we helped. Do we go up and engage? I don't know. It's up to you, Boot. I'll leave that up. I think we need to head back. I think we should go home. I think we've done enough today. Um, do you I guys? Think, let's I think, come back and let's explore some more and later on. But I, well, I don't want to interfere. How do anymore. we know that this is going to be here when we want to come back? Like, this, how do we know that 
like it seems like the ant thingies had a, a trick to get in and out of this place, but we well, might not have that luxury if we ever come back. So if well, you want to do something, if you want to explore, do it now. You know, if it can disappear on our side, who's to say that if we stay here, you know, we're not going to be able to get back home. Yeah, true. Which I think we need to go back home. I think we need to think about it. And maybe tomorrow we should roll into town and try and gather some information. I think so, too. And you know I hate going into town, so. Yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan. That. We got to be real careful who we tell this about, though, because, A, they're not going to believe us. Oh, I know. They're not going to believe us. And, and, and two, um, if they do believe us, you know, they might be, they might have ill intent. Um, you know, this might not be an accident, too. When we have to, we have to realize that. Why don't we leave? Get some, but just gather our thoughts and then maybe track down those ants that came back into our time. See yeah. where they're taking the bodies. I think that's a good idea. Uh, let's make some notes. Um, uh, Enid, you're the only one who can really write, so if you could scribble some things down. <laughs> just maybe just make some. I'll draw some pictures of the area. I mean, I feel like I can remember where this is. but uh, got to follow the creek. Just follow the creek. Uh, bodies. Yep. Uh, Normie. How do you spell hey, Come on, Andy. You know I can't spell. I'll, <laughs> I'll do my best. Just write <sighs> draw, draw a picture so you know. Like one e of them hieroglyphics. R M Y. Norman. So, sounds good to me. Hey. And All then. Right. And. I am going to, before I. Uh, before we go officially, uh, I'm going to take out, uh, I don't know, something. I, I, I want to take, hey, Enid, can you, can you write something for me? Yeah. Uh, write, uh, write down, um, Marianne, I'll find you. Really? Just please. Are you writing this in Dwarven, Enid? Um, I feel like she's heard the story before from Boot, like yeah. thousands and thousands of times, and the name Marianne, written in common, makes her realize that she should write it in common. Gotcha. That and they're they're they look human, so I'm just gonna. Mary Ann, I'll find you. X O X O heart yeah. heart um love. No, don't. Is, no. Oh God, come on. Where would you like me to put it? In my hand. So I'm going to take it, it, take an arrow out and just stick it onto the end of the arrow and just 
and then shoot it straight at the front door of the building. And it, roll, roll me a roll me a, a ranged attack on the front door of the building. You mean the front door open? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's got an AC. I promise you, it's open. <laughs> Well, I hope it's really low because that would be a seven. <laughs> you shoot it. You sh- it's a long way away, so it's impressive right. you hit the the building. It yeah. smashes through the stained glass window and, and disappears into the church. Oh, All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Right. Let's go. It's time to go home. Let's right. go. And, and with that, we will leave our friends today. <laughs> Hey guys, that's going to be it for episode three. You can find the video premiere on Facebook and YouTube on September 14th at 7 p.m. If it's past that date, uh, go to Facebook and YouTube. It's going to be there waiting for you. Uh, Episode four will be coming out September 21st in both audio and video formats. And we're going to be going back to the Horde party. So no new parties this time, but the same story following off where we left off in episode one. So if you want, you can go back, listen to episode one, give yourself a little refresher and you'll be ready to go when it's time time for episode four. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch at, at Bragpod. That's B-R-A-G-P-O-D. You can find us on YouTube by searching Blue Ridge Adventures Guild. You can find our cast members on the internet, Maddie Fuller on Instagram and Twitter, at Mladvy, that's M-L-A-D-V-E-Y. Nate Willette on Twitter, at Omletsky26, that's Omletsky26. You can find myself, Dustin Bays, on Instagram, at DTBays, that's D-T-B-A-Y-S. And our amazing DM, Dr. Andy Rourke, on Facebook and Twitter by adding Dr. Andy Rourke. And you can listen to his podcast, Cone of Shame, on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time.